Jigs and Bigs is proud to announce we're being supported by Old Glory Outdoors. They're a veteran-owned company that carries fishing and hunting gear. Plus, they're highly active in supporting veteran organizations and charities. Old Glory is an authorized dealer of favorite rods, FX rods, Guggenbaits, X-Zone lures, Sixth Sense, and many more. There's a brick-and-mortar store located in East Brookfield, Massachusetts, but you can also order online at oldgloryoutdoors.com. They ship anywhere in the lower 48 states or order online and pick up at the store. When you order, use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS and you'll save 10% off your complete order. Plus, you'll help support the show. Make sure to check out the apparel line called OGO Gear while you're there. Old Glory Outdoors believes in the slogan, start them young, to keep kids away from screens and enjoying nature. They've got a full array of live bait too. Check out oldgloryoutdoors.com and use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS, save some money, and gear up now. What's up, guys? Bobby Roastbeef here for another episode of Jigs and Bigs. We've got a good one on tap today. I mean, it's it, things are all over the place right now. I've got Sean the Fisherman, who is uh, on location at the Cape. He's going to be uh, calling in in a little bit. We're going to go ahead and review the Chronic Trip stuff uh, then, but I figured I'd just do the intro right now, get things started. Uh, already edited the, uh, the interview for today, and in the beef seat, we've got Joe Brown from OGO. That's Old Glory Outdoors right over in East Brookfield. And uh, a lot of you guys have been using that Jigs and Bigs promo code. We appreciate it. Anyway, folks, let's talk about what's been going on this week. I mean, it's been it's been a, a really kind of an amazing week all around. If if I'm being completely honest with you guys, um, well, in the interview, you'll hear me mention it at some point. I mentioned that uh, the day after I recorded that interview, we were set to uh, I was set to go and uh, hit the water at a local pond and uh, take the kayak out for my first solo mission and. You know, uh, part of the reason why I hadn't done that just yet was basically because I was waiting on uh, a couple of things to be lined up. See, I have uh, I don't have a roof rack on my on my on my car right now. Uh, no, well, I I do right now, but it, it doesn't have the stock roof rack rails. So what I ended up doing when I was initially looking at, at into buying a kayak was I bought one of the universal like suction cup and strap in style that goes through the doors, and it works great. It really, it, it genuinely, it works fantastic. The only issue is, is that this this kayak is so large that's on there that uh, loading it and unloading it on your own is kind of tricky. In fact, when I had uh, initially had asked about this model, a lot of people had said your best bet is to just trailer it. It's it's the best way to go. But I also need to put a hitch on this uh, little SUV on my Escape. To really be able to get things around where it needs to go and, and, and move it around on a trailer. So I needed something in the meantime to sort of make it work. So what I had done was I had bought a, uh, a, a, a loader, uh, a kayak 
loader and unloader assist bracket. And essentially what this does is it clamps down to the to the roof rack and it has a hinge, uh, a little arm that sticks out. And it basically gives you a point where you can take the front end of the kayak and, and put it in this, this notch, sort of this area up against this bar, and it will hold it up for you. And then you can pick up the, the other end of it and then motion it on. And uh, I had been, you know, kind of trying, uh, trying it out. And I mean, it, it definitely does the job. The whole goal was to not damage the car by putting it on and having it rest right up against the, uh, the the body of the car. So I had I had purchased this uh, this this bracket and it, it works wonders. It's fantastic. I've taken it down a number of times, put it back up after I've had it, had dropped it down, and it works great. So anyway, long story short, I get out to this one body water. I'm really looking forward to it. And and at this one pond, it's probably the, the, the body water that is closest to where I live. And I would really like to make this a uh, sort of a, the everyday spot to go out and hit and, and, and have some fun with it. And I had uh, I, I got there and was looking forward to it. I went to the boat launch. Everything was great. But uh, I show up and, of course, there's a sign there. That basically reads, caution, water body unsafe for people and pets due to a a harmful algal bloom uh, that is present. And I looked into this and I was like, oh, this is not the kind of thing I want to mess with. So we had to scrap that and then uh, and then, you know, give it a go. But it's okay because later in the week I did get out and uh, do a solo mission, a short run that ultimately was successful. Loading and unloading, not an issue. Uh, Definitely, definitely feel pretty confident now about getting out there on the water and uh, just just giving her a, a send on my own, which is awesome. Uh, got a couple things lined up this week that are really, really exciting. Tomorrow morning, I'm actually getting together with uh, Delirious Angler. Uh, he was a guest uh, two two weeks ago, and uh, we're going to do some fishing in uh, a pond in Central Mass. We're going we're gonna to try and get on... Uh, Try and get on some big ones. That's the idea. So that should be a good time. Really looking forward to that. For me, personally, this week has been very quiet. Uh, any fish that I've caught this week did not help out my position on the uh, Chronic Trips uh, tournament at all. Like, nothing. It was... Uh Really, I think the the biggest fish that I had on there was was about twelve and a half inches. I mean, just a lot of nibblers, and I've got plenty of them on there. There's they're they're not going to assist me at all. So it is what it is, folks. Anyway, uh, if you haven't heard already. Uh, this past weekend, we put a post on the Patreon page for Jigs and Bigs. Uh, for those that may have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, a Patreon page is basically a, a, a profile for where content creators can go ahead and create bonus content. Something where those really big fans that really want to check some some extra stuff out can go and do that. And we've we've set it up in a way to make it um, affordable. You know, you can subscribe to it right now as an early adopter for as little as it's only five bucks a month. Five bucks a month, and you'll get all of the promo or all of the bonus content that we have there. So what's there right now? We have a review of uh, that actually anybody can check out. This first one is is free. Anybody can check it out. It's a uh, top five uh, iCast uh, 2020 items that uh, we're excited about. So it's, it's top five for me and top five for uh, Sean the Fisherman. So you can check that one out for free. But the one that we just posted on there, and I've been teasing this on Instagram quite a bit, there is a a two-minute long, yeah, not even two minutes long. It's about a, a minute 40, a minute 45. Uh, it's a short video recapping what I like to call the worst fishing trip ever. And uh, one of my good friends, Paul, he and I, he, he was on uh, episode number two. We had, uh, 
gone out and fished at uh, uh, the, the famous Quabbin Reservoir. A huge body of water, fantastic body of water, great fishing. Uh, not, not for me anyway, apparently. Paul's apparently caught a couple there, but... Not, not generally for me. I have a terrible track record there. And uh, this is just sort of a, a document uh, of, of, of the bad stuff that had happened on this trip. It was uh, The video was recorded. I essentially was just losing my mind. I was like, I'm, I'm done. And I took about a year off from fishing after this trip was done. And I mean, it was when I say it went bad, it, it could have been fatal. Like, honestly, it, it could have been that bad. And looking back at it now, we can laugh because we're okay. But it was it was really bad. And uh, Sean had no idea that this video was even in... Uh, that, that existed at all. And a few days beforehand, we set up a Zoom meeting and we recorded a React podcast over there. It's, it's only about 20, 25 minutes long. Check it out. I've also got the full video there if you want to see what was recorded. You can, absolutely. But uh, it's good stuff over there. Go check it out. Uh, we've got a lot more, though, that's going to be coming to the Patreon as well. I've got a series that I want to do about fishing with kids. Uh, I have a couple of extra things. Sean had talked about the idea of, uh, and he actually alluded to to a couple of other stories might go a little further into detail with some of the Sean the Fisherman stuff and we're also going to be doing some roundtables with listeners Uh, this is going to include all kinds of things from tips and tricks we're going to discuss presentations we're going to talk about different seasons and and how to fish uh, different sorts of things and this is stuff that we want to put out with you and this is sort of like Patreon is where we're going to be working directly with the listeners because those, those listeners that are part of our Patreon are like part of our the fam. You know what I'm saying? They're the ones who they're, they're, they they love this content that much and they go over and check it out. Now, there's only a hundred spots available as early adopters and the price will increase uh, afterwards. So get in there now. Uh, it's five bucks a month. I mean, you're talking about a, a cup of coffee a week essentially is what's going to go into this. It's a direct way to support. We're also going to have exclusive merchandise there for our patrons over at Patreon. So you can go ahead and, and get uh, exclusive uh, deals on on merchandise right through Patreon that will be uh, exclusive designs and uh, ways to show that you, you support the show. And like I said, this is a way that will be getting people up and involved. So we have a lot happening with this show right now. I have an interview uh, set up later this week with the CEO from Wu Tungsten, and uh, we're looking forward to that conversation. Uh, we're actually going to get into some of the the, the legal issues of using uh, lead alternatives, uh, as well as you know uh, other benefits that get in there with with you know ditching lead, uh, whether they be you know environmentally safer or you know for performance reasons, specifically when it comes to. T- we're going to have a really, really good interview there. And uh, I got to say, I mean, you know, I, I don't know what, what's been going on, but uh, Wu uh, had reached out to me to set this up. And I, I was blown away. I didn't ever, ever think that, that we would get so far so, so quickly. And, you know, thank you to everybody else. Have also had a lot of new follows on the Instagram page for Jigs and Bigs. I think we're almost at 2,500 right now. And we just crossed the 2,000 mark. Now, as I say this, as I record this, it is August the 24th, Monday, at uh, just after quarter after nine right now. So it's we're, we're, we're early in the morning. We're less than three hours away before our 
Well, our contest is going live. Uh, for this contest, we're doing a giveaway. If you're not sure, uh, you can go ahead and get hooked up with this. Our giveaway is as follows. So we are what we're giving away is uh, an Aldebaran MGL Shimano reel, the Aldebaran MGL 50 specifically. This reel is no joke. It's a, it's a baitcasting reel. It is the lightest baitcaster that Shimano puts out. Uh, it comes in, it's under, I want to say it's under five ounces. I, I'll have to double check the numbers. It is crazy light. It's rated for uh, for saltwater as well. So this is the type of reel that if you put it into your collection and you maintain it, you'll probably give it to your grandchildren. It will be around a long time. Uh, its retail value is what four hundred twenty bucks or four four nineteen, I think. Four yeah. So I mean, it's it's up there. Uh, the the reviews that I've read on Tackle Warehouse are unbelievable. Now. What I want to do is say this. We will be doing some exclusive giveaways on the Patreon way more often than regular interviews on here. Uh, so there's more incentive to go and check check it out. Uh, this is a, uh, a giveaway that we're working in conjunction with uh, Big Fishing Giveaways. So I will share information there, but you got to make sure to go and check out the original post in order to enter. There's a series of accounts you have to follow. This is a type of thing where we almost would never be able to actually pull this off at least at this point uh, for this significant of a giveaway right now but we're lucky enough that we're able to work alongside with some really really great accounts we're working together as a team and uh, and that's the idea so go ahead and enter good luck and uh, this one giveaway is uh, open to everybody whether you're one of our patrons over at patreon or not I mean everybody can this is just an Instagram giveaway but we will have some giveaways happening that are exclusive to patreon and that's going to be happening much more much, much more often. So uh, I would definitely stay tuned to what's coming along through our social media channels and what's happening with our our, our other stuff on Instagram, I mean, on the podcast alone. Make sure to, to keep uh, all the details there. Now, I think that about covers it for me. There's not a whole lot I have more to go. Like I said, it's been a pretty slow week for fishing, but an exciting week for the podcast, a very, very exciting week for the podcast. So go ahead, guys. Check that out. Let's go ahead and shift gears right now and uh, hear from Sean the Fisherman. Get some feedback about Chronic Trips Elevated Virtual Fishing Tournament. All right, guys. It is Chronic Trips Tourney time. Time to go ahead and uh, get some information from our resident can athlete for the Chronic Trips Elevated Virtual Fishing Tournament. We got Sean the Fisherman uh, calling it live remote right now. And uh, so we got a quick one to go through. Sean, how's things? Good, man. I'm good. Uh, yeah, sorry for the, the quick of this report but i'm on vacation and i'm on vacation so you guys get the report and i'm out the door fair enough let's yeah let's just jump right in let's talk about uh, the changes that were going on yeah we had uh we had a couple new submissions uh both by the same first person so aaron coleman popped in a cod and a rockfish really no other new species outside of the any five which unfortunately i can't really see right now due to uh crappy wi-fi yep <clears throat> um have popped up this week I am gonna I am gonna go after two things here real quick before I do the standings. Um, biggest fish of the week that I can see right now. Again, th this because I can't get at that any five. There might be something different, but from what I can see, biggest fish of the week was Aaron Coleman with a cod. You got a twenty three and a half incher. But what I really want to hit were the changes in the smallmouth this week. I, I think mm -hmm. you took a peek at it. Did we Did we talk about this? Um, I you know. I 
I know that last episode we did uh, mention it. Uh, that was I, I was on the board there. There were a couple others that came in, but uh, th- after I would say Tuesday, I don't know how many smallmouth we had come in. Were there any changes? Yeah, last week um, I think we covered largemouth, and it was a roller coaster because there was a couple of yeah. <clears throat> a couple of twenty inches popped in there, and it largemouth got out of control real quick, which is awesome. This week it was smallmouth, so um, Teddy Forget just leading the field right now. He threw in a nineteen and a quarter that, smallmouth. I did see that. That's an absolute that monster. A, yep, nice slob of a fish. Way yeah. to go, Teddy. And then after that, we had um, all right. So we had Olivia, and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this last name. Boussier, I believe, um, put in a 17 and a half, and then and also uh, Mark Ward Jr. Pardon me, I skipped Mark. Mark was in second. He popped in a 17 and uh, three quarters. Oh, geez. so we've got three big smallmouth on the yeah. board, which is awesome. Yep. Um, the other flurry of action was even up to up to the time that um, we got on this phone call. I was updating um, my spreadsheet with what happened here, but we have uh, one, two, three, four, five anglers on the verge of hitting 100 inches just in the any five alone. That's insane. Um, yeah, it, it's awesome. Uh, Aaron Coleman is at 98, and then Teddy Forget is at 97, and. We have Tim Jacks at 95 and a half, followed very closely by Mark Ward Jr. with 95. That's 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 going to be intense. I mean, this we're going into the final week right now. It's like put up or shut up for a lot of a lot of anglers right here. You really got to throw in some numbers. Uh, I have uh, I've seen some of the talk on on what what the kids call the gram, and there are some like I know Wild Bills. <laughs> The Wild Bill's looking to rally and uh, and and get uh, get things rolling there. I know that there's a couple other anglers that uh, I don't even think have entered anything yet, but they're they're going big in this last week. So if if you've got a fish on there, this is your opportunity to get out and at least be on the water to catch fish. And if you can increase any of your you know best fish, go for it. Give it give it the best you got. Yeah. So if this is last week, we're running out of time, man. So if you're you're in this contest and you are. You know, you have the time. Get out and fish. Yeah. Um, it's it's go time. I I think I told you we were laughing the last time we went fishing. Um, I used to play in a pitch league in Springfield. Yep. And I played with this this old straight off the boat, you know, uh, Irish guy from uh, well, from from Ireland. Obviously, the Irish guy's named Billy. And anytime Billy was getting destroyed in pitch, which was a lot because he drank a lot and it was a bar, <laughs> uh, at the start of at the start of every game, he'd look at his partner and just yell, "All right, it's time to pull up our socks, boyo." I don't know what that means, but it fits everyone now. who's in this tournament, it's time to pull your socks up. Let's do this. Yep, absolutely. I mean, that's that's kind of my goal right now is just to w- wherever I am is just go big numbers. That's all I'm looking for right now. I get, you know, it's yeah, so weird. We're in this multi-species tournament and all I have caught since August 1st have been largemouth and really only a couple of smallmouth and the majority of those smallmouth were too small to even enter. So I'm like, I'm just looking to like bulk up as much as I can in that. Like if I can put five twenties in that any five, I'm going to go for it. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, and, <laughs> I, mean, and I, I think we talked about, I mean, that, that any five category, hundred inches is a benchmark. I mean, we got what four five, six people, whatever near it. But I mean, you're going to win it. You're going to need a hundred. 
Yeah. Oh, easily, easily, easily. And I like to, I like to throw in too. I, I forgot to mention wild bill is also tied for uh for second on that with 97 inches. I left him off the list earlier. That's, that's my bad. Sorry, Bill. It's, I mean, it's really close in that any five. There's a lot of people in striking distance of a hundred. They got what we're looking at. You have until next Monday. So seven days today, as we're recording this, um, six days, the day it's released now is definitely the time you got a one weekend left to fit in there. So if you're just getting out there on the weekends, think about where you're fishing and, uh, go, go in and, and, you know, catch, catch some monsters. That's what you're going for. You, we need, we need big fish right now. If you're in this and you're going to, going to try and take it home. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sweet. So <clears throat> I'm going to go over the standing, the standings real quick. So go for it. overall standings. This is overall, again, uh, with the mixture of competitors and, you know, sponsors slash can athletes. So overall right now, Mark Huar Jr., first place, 25. I am in a distant, distant, distant second place with 17. And then uh, Aaron Coleman is right behind me with 16. Um, from that point, we have one, two, three, three people within, you know, really one fish striking distance with, with um, you know, 13, 12, and 11 are Teddy Forgett. Bill Rogers, Wild Bill, and uh, Tim Jacks. You guys are all right there. And then, you know, when we went through this tournament last, a couple months ago and I had, you know, contacted uh, Seth at Chronic Trips and said, hey, you know, I think I think there's some things we could look at with a point system, kind of wait things out. And, you know, aside from Mark running away with it, when I looked at the lengths, I mean, it's just this tight again. So, yeah, you know. This is this has been uh, this has been good, and you know, remember when you take points away, or when you when you put some points on the board, if you're first, second, or third, you're taking points from somebody else. Yeah, definitely. So that's where things, you know, that's where things get out of control and fun. Um, so yeah, we're uh, we're rocking here. Um, as far as the uh, the the can athlete slash sponsor standing, so um, looking at that, we've got again Marks in first with twenty five. Uh, I'm in second with seventeen, and then. Um, Mr. Jenkins is in third with nine. Nice. As far as the competitors go, and here's where the prizes come in because can't athletes and sponsors, we can't win, uh, win any prizes. So we have Aaron Coleman in first for prizes with 16, Teddy Forgett with 13, Wild Bill Rogers with 12, and Tim Jacks with 11. That, that is close, man. That's, so get out there and fish. It, it's and, really and, close. Yeah, and right after that, I mean, there's a slight drop off, but it's one fish away. Is uh, Berkshire's Brett right after that, and in, in fifth with eight. You know, he gets in a, he gets another couple pike. All of a sudden, he's taking points away from, you know, from Aaron Coleman or Teddy Forgett, and that that any five. The next thing you know, we're talking Berkshire's Brett getting something. You know what I mean? That's true. So, yeah, you might have yeah. just given him a strategy too, mentioning that. Yeah, it's it's quite possible. I didn't. I didn't give him that strategy. No, no, he's, he's already he already knows what's up. But yeah, I mean it's yeah it's uh it's definitely game on for sure for sure. Uh, I I do want to throw this out there. Just it's a weird place to mention it, but you mentioned Brock Jenkins, and he had uh, contacted us. So we got to make a point to get out there and fish with Brock. He actually contacted us through the website. So Brock. We are planning this. We just got to get all these these things all lined up over here. Maybe after Labor Day, we're gonna make this happen. It'll be it'll be something worthwhile. But man, it's 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 pretty exciting. I, this this last week going out to the end of the tournament is always absolutely bananas, and people can get really 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 hyped up on this last 
opportunity to get competitive. So I'm excited to see where it, where this is going to go. I'm, I'm really stoked. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, we're on vacationing and I, I, I had a couple of avenues for fishing, uh, one of which has closed as of today, but I, uh, I was unable to land any stripers. Um, so that's, that's dead to me. So now I just gotta, I, I just gotta pray that pickerel torn, pickerel NATO, pickerel apocalypse pickerel 2020 happens. <laughs> Fair man. Otherwise I'm dead in the water. I, I'd like to, I'd like to, I'd like to hold on to my championship belt here, but every day Mark just puts up another damn yeah. fish that gets one or two points. And you know, like the smallmouth, he fired in the second biggest smallmouth. You know, I was sitting happy with, with, you know, whatever I had 17 and a quarter and he, oh, yeah. he beat that up too. So that's unbelievable, man. I mean, punches trout, he punches smallmouth, he punches other competitors. Mark's out of control. Mark He's is going to win it. Mark's, uh, Mark is out of control. Simmer a little bit, Mark. <laughs> man, this is good stuff. Uh, so yeah. I, I think that is pretty freaking fantastic. We are, uh, we're, like I said, we're coming up on the end of it. This is your opportunity. If you want to enter and you're just like, I, I just want to walk into this contest and like catch five 22s and just. You kill it, you know, for everybody. Sign up. <laughs> Download the Fish Donkey app. You got nothing to lose. You might not just give it a shot. You know, even if you're you're only going to compete for this this one week, it could be that one day you go out fishing and just absolutely slay them. So get in, involved on it. It's your, your last full week to do so. It's going to be fantastic. Yep. That's all I got this week, man. I'm going back to vacation. Sounds and, uh, good, man. Well, we'll do uh, what? One last final one, but should we should we wait to do this until after the tournament's done? We'll do one final wrap up, and then what do you want to do? Well, we're going to update it next week. I think the final results are really, you know, because the podcast drops on the first, it's going to be over then. So I think we have to do a what we're what we've got now and what we expect to happen in the next twelve hours from when we record it, unless we record on Tuesday. On the first, um, we could do that too, and then just have the final results. We'll figure that out. We'll we'll, we'll get it all out there. But yep. you're you're gonna have some results for sure coming, whether they're in next week's podcast or the following week afterwards, depending on how we want to play it. And I think it's going to be freaking awesome, man. I think it's going to be really, really, really fantastic. We've got a lot of great stuff, guys, coming up for you. Uh, we're going to take a short break, uh, hear from our, our friends over at Anchor. And uh, when we get back, we've got a Sean the Fisherman segment and then an interview with Joe Brown from Old Glory Outdoors. Joe's in the beef seat. You're definitely going to want to check out this interview. It is fantastic. And just a heads up, everybody, going on right now as we record this, go over to our Instagram page and look up the giveaway post the one from today the one from the 24th of august go ahead you can enter our giveaway to win a 420 dollars shimano uh what is it i forget the name of the reel. it's an mgl 50 it is an amazing amazing reel the lightest reel shimano makes uh retail value is 420 bucks not too bad so go over there check it out we'll see you on the other end of this break Sean. 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 Hey, this is Sean the Fisherman, my weekly story. I got a good one for you this week, folks. A few years ago, I was out on our Minnesota vacation. Uh, got up early to to get out and 
fish one of my favorite spots before the recreational boaters and jet skis got out there. And on the other end of our lake, there is a lodge that rents out paddle boards, jet skis, fishing boats, you name it, they rent it. So on this particular morning, it was getting a little late by my clock. Uh, usually I get off the water by about nine, 10 o'clock at the latest. That's when the pleasure boaters start coming out. So I saw a small armada of paddle boarders, three or four of them, maybe five, paddling out towards me from the lodge. And I didn't think much of it. I said, okay, this is, this is fine. I usually have to watch it with boats. Well, as they got closer, I realized they were all women, which is fine too. No big deal. I keep doing my business. And then I realized they get closer and closer and closer. Now I'm getting a little annoyed because they're going to catch a hook or something. <clears throat> and they stop and I'm watching them. And for the next 25 minutes, they start doing yoga in bathing suits on paddle boards at nine o'clock in the morning. So I've got a grin on my face. Thankfully, I'm wearing a gator over my face, which they can't see. And so I'm watching the display that's going on in front of me. And I go back to fishing with a smile on my face and said, well, that doesn't happen every day. And I finish up my fishing. I get back in a shore, put my gear away. I go in the house. I, I walk into my wife and she says, well, how was fishing? And I say, well, let me tell you a story about what happened to me today. And she has a good laugh about it. And she says, oh, he must have loved that. Well, I go upstairs. I make myself a cup of coffee. I go out on the, the second story porch where the table is. And my father is my father-in-law is out there enjoying a coffee. I say hello to him and I look down at the table and right next to his daily newspaper is a pair of binoculars. At that point, I raise an eyebrow and I say, so you're doing a little bird watching this morning? He says, yes, with a smile. The loons were out and I said, yeah, they were about four or five of them, huh? He smiled. We had a moment. Me and my father-in-law are cool. I'm Sean the Fisherman. Have a great week. Hey guys, it is interview time right here. And in the beef seat, who do I have with us but Old Glory Outdoors' very own Joe Brown, the owner operator of Old Glory Outdoors, the sponsor of this show. I mean, it's been weeks upon weeks upon weeks that uh, we have uh, we've 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 been sponsored by them, and we we have uh, yet to have them on. And here we are, Joe. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Bobby. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing all right. You know, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm I'm anxious. Tomorrow, I'm going out for the first time with my kayak by myself. Uh, I installed a new loading arm so that I can lift that behemoth up uh, a piece at a time. <laughs> and uh, uh, perfect. We'll see how it goes. I'm not 100 percent sure. I am thinking trailer is uh, eventually going to be the move, just to make life a little bit easier. But uh, I'm 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 anxious for it, man. I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, that's. That's a big yak, man. I was yeah. real surprised when I saw it that day. It's it's huge. It's really, really huge. I'm loving it. It's I'm getting out as much as I can. But like the last few weeks, every time I've come out with it, it's been you know I got to line up to have a couple of people there just to get it on and off. Coming down is not really a problem if I don't mind losing a mirror or two. Uh, it's <laughs> it's going back up, and uh, the loading arm I think is going to make a whole lot more uh, a, a, a much easier job of a very very difficult task. So. We'll see how it works. Oh, sure. The body of water I'm going on, I usually fish from the bank, and there's only a couple of spots that are accessible, and it's a great body of water. It's I've just, like, probably 95% of it has been completely locked up from me. I've never been able to access it. So this will be pretty cool. There's a little boat launch I can sneak on. They got all kinds of good species in there. Bowfin. I'm excited. It's going to be good. We'll see what yeah, happens. It's, it's, it's crazy how much you uh, you broaden your horizons when, when you do that, you know? I mean... Even being a boat owner, I still hit the bank once in a while because, you, oh, yeah. you know, I just don't have the time to get it out or whatnot. But it's just 
the plethora of water you get when you do get on it is absolutely insane. Absolutely. It changes. It totally changes the whole thing. So let's go ahead and get into this, Joe. Let's talk about you and we'll, we'll talk about old glory and how, how old glory came to be for sure. But let's talk, actually, you know what? Let's start with that. Let's talk about your passion for sure. fishing, how it all kind of started to the point now where this is like you're, you're creating and you're investing in, in a business and, a, and really like a lifelong career. Um, tell us how you got, got here from the beginning. So, you know, I grew up, you know, it's the same story. A lot of people tell, you know, I grew up fishing as a kid, you yep. know, um, kind of came in and out of it, you know, here and there. Um, I actually grew up a, a big portion of my elementary years. I actually grew up on the Gulf coast of Florida, uh, just outside of Tampa Bay. Oh, okay. Um, so I actually started off doing it. You know, the good, the good part about being down there is, you know, you drive, 10 minutes one way and you're, you're saltwater fishing 10 minutes the other way and you're freshwater fishing. Yep. And that, you know, that kind of, that, that, that was really good for me. My dad was always a huge fisherman. And, uh, you know, I remember, you know, when I lived in Florida, sneak, going in the garage, sneaking his saltwater poles and we actually lived on a, uh, a freshwater canal. Oh yeah. And I would go down, I would go down to the, you know, at the time I'm seven, eight years old. So I have no idea what the hell I'm doing with his saltwater rigs, you know, trying mm-hmm. to catch you know, whatever catfish, carp, you know, gar, whatever's in there, you oh, know, yeah. freshwater crabs. And, uh, so I did that and, you know, it, it, it even before I moved down to Florida, I moved down to Florida when I was about six years old and, uh, I was down there till I was about 13. We came back up. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad basically just relocated a while for work. And, um, so before that, before I moved down to Florida, you know, the fishing I had was, uh, you know, my grandfather, and my dad were big trout fishermen. So we would go to the, a lot of the, the, um, the fishing game clubs where it's shoulder to shoulder the entire time. And everyone's, you know, throwing in power bait and, you know, catching those stocked fish out of a pond, the size, of, you know, my living room. Yeah, exactly. Um, th- that was kind of my first exposure. Um, but, you know, as I got older, I, you know, I got more into it. You know, my dad and I, we did a lot of trips. I, I, I go up to uh, upstate New York a lot. I do a lot of salmon fishing, mm-hmm. a lot of steelhead fishing. Uh, oh, I'm a multi-species guy. You know, I, I yeah. love bass fishing, but, you know, I love trout fishing and salmon fishing just as much, you know. So, but, so I, I do that. So, I, you know, you know, the spring, I do a lot of bass fishing, a lot of trout fishing. Mm-hmm. The summer, you know, it's, it's all bass fishing. And then in the fall... I, uh, that's when I kind of start to take my, uh, salmon trips and my steelhead trips yep. into the winter and whatnot. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's really awesome. I got to get you up there, man. It's, it's insane. <laughs> it, um, it, it is a but, whole other world too. Like I, I assume when you're doing fishing, like, like when, especially like fishing for salmon, are you doing like large lakes with that? Or are you, are you more getting them in rivers? Like when they're going up to spawn or, or something so, like that? Yeah, so the, the king salmon and the cohos, they they move up the uh, they come out of uh, Lake Ontario, moving up the Salmon River to spawn. Okay. Um, so that's when that's when we hit them uh, when they're spawning, coming out of the lake. Um, I, I fish the mouth of I fish the mouth of that river a lot. Mm-hmm. I um, I'll take the boat up there. I actually will take the boat up there. Yep, and I'll uh, I'll fish in there and uh, and then I got a couple little honey holes. I'll just you know throw on my waders and uh, you know as they're coming up the river, we'll we'll hit them there. That's um, awesome. It's just. The fight is just it's it's just it's just insane. I, I can't even explain it to you. The fight of a king salmon, you know, 25, 30 pound king salmon is just yeah. it's just absolutely insane. I can only imagine. That's insane. So yeah, so we do that a lot. Um, you know, and again, I grew up it, it just my, my fishing kind of progressed. My you know, my dad and I both kind of got into it more to broaden our species uh, that we target and mm-hmm. everything. 
and it, it, it was just a, a huge passion of mine. And, you know, as you know, I was in, I was in the military, so yeah, I still am, but I, I did a lot of traveling. I was able to hit a lot of different species, a lot of different bodies of water doing that. Yep. And, uh, you know, my fiance now, Meg, you know, fast forward a little bit, how glory started my fiance, Meg, you know, she's like, you know, when you're, when you're done with this, when you're retired from the military, what do you want to do? And, uh, you know, I was kind of like apprehensive because, it's, you know, opening a store like this has always been a dream of mine. But it was kind of one of those things where I was like, oh, are people going to think this is stupid because you have the tackle warehouses, you have the Cabela's, the yep. Bass Pros. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's just kind of like, how are people going to judge me when I tell them like, hey, I want to start this small little pro shop, you know, whether, you know, fishing and hunting. Yep. I told her that uh, this was probably in November of last year. Oh, and then that, uh, next thing I know, that recently? in January. Man, Old Glory Outdoors was born in January of this past year. Holy cow, man. Wow. what a, yeah. You guys have come a long way in a short amount of time. Yeah, man. That's the big thing. Uh, you know, Meg and I are go-getters. You know, yeah. I'm not, I, if I'm doing anything, I'm not going to be at idle. I'm going to be going full speed, you yep. know, forward the entire time. It's just, it's always been my, you know, the way I am, my work, my work ethic. And, uh, and, and that's how it's always going to be, you know, yep. it's, as far as I'm concerned, Old Glory is constantly going to grow. We always have different ideas. Um, you know, Meg's Meg's an absolute firecracker. The ideas that she has and the ideas that I have, and you know, it, it's just been mm-hmm. extremely fruitful for us. Well, and you need that too when you're starting a new venture from the ground up, and like you know, when when you're you know involved with somebody for life for the long haul, you're. You need that other person really kind of pushing you and supporting you to get, like, if you're going to make any forward momentum at a decent pace, you absolutely need that. So, like, that, I mean, I think it speaks for itself, like, what you've got going on and the amount of growth you've had. Like, let's look just at the last few months. It's fantastic. And speaking to the point, like you said, you know, how what are people going to think? What I thought was interesting about Old Glory is that, you guys do realize and you do, you know, have a customer base that's much further than where you are in East Brookfield. Um, you're, sure. you're reaching people from all over the place. So you get that 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 accessibility of, of being able to jump online and make an order. But you also get the fact that it, it's like a mom and pop store. You know what I mean? It's right. owned by real people, not shareholders, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you get like there's there's I've always been a big believer in like my business. We refer to like in the, when it comes to like the wedding business for like DJs and things, we refer to like single op and multi op with a multi op. You kind of it's, it's it, it can feel a little bit more corporate. And, you know, some people, they want that. Look at restaurants. Some people want to eat at a Chili's or an Applebee's. Don't ask me why. But some people want that. You know what I mean? And then there's people right. that want to go, that want to work with something that 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 has that um, individual owner feel where they, where I feel like authenticity comes across that much better. So good for you, man. No, I appreciate that. And, and the one thing I, did, I, did, I, I didn't mention is, uh, so Old Glory actually started out as we were strictly online. We were just an online store. We, you know, my, my brick and mortar shop yep. opened up in, uh, we actually started to open up during the pandemic. Like yeah. right when we actually started the construction about two weeks before this started. That's and correct. we were just like, Oh shit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like yeah. the just our luck type deal. But, uh, we, you know, we started online and, uh, it just took off quick, man. Like yep. we, we actually were drop shipping and, uh, you know, we had a bunch oh, okay. of distributors we worked with. And, um, I mean, I, you know, one, we were getting orders from, you know, our, my, our first order, I'll never forget our first order was from uh, Las Vegas. 
no that we received from the website. Yeah, because awesome. you know it's it's all about it's all about marketing, man. You, you know yes. the. It, we're in a different generation right now. You know, yep. social media is key. I mean, you you know, yep. and, uh, you know, once you do that, it's, you really open up the floodgates and we just, we got lucky. We, we did it right at the time. And, um, you know, everyone, you know, locally, you know, knew about Old Glory Outdoors and they're like, man, you need to open up a shop. You need to open up a shop. And, uh, you know, I, 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 it was a great thing we did. We did, um, you know, we're, we're kind of, uh, we, it was just funny, you know, it was kind of one of those things where, you know, Meg and I were like, hey, you want to do this? And, you know, a week later that, you know, my space now kind of opened up and yep. uh, we're like, you know what, let's take the leap. Let's do it. Let's open it up. And, uh, you know, we, we got through the pandemic, um, you know, we're doing very well. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and I, I'm just I'm extremely, extremely grateful for that. Yeah, that's awesome. man. And, you know, it's funny, like. It, you know, when you when you rewind and you look back at like mid-March and all of this was just sort of happening, I, I remember March 14th when MGM Springfield over here was just like, yeah, you guys can't come in. <laughs> We're like, yeah, yeah, what? Yeah. Take our money. They're like, no, no, no. <laughs> you don't understand. And like I, it started to kind of dawn on me. I was like, okay, this, this is going to be weird for a while. I don't know how sure. long this is going to be something else. But like there's – and I've said this before with other guests that there's there's certain industries that have uh, – either they've had to adapt to kind of like make it work for them, um, which like in, in for you guys, like it's kind of a, a saving grace that you guys were up and functioning online doing sales that way. So, you know, right. it kind of works out. But like the outdoors industry as a whole right now has really grown – like it's it's hard to get gear. <laughs> You know, it's very oh, it's, difficult. It's insane. You know, absolutely. Like, you know, warehouses are running out of things and they got to try to, you know, refill and play catch up. A lot of them, a lot of things are back ordered. So, you know, it's like, it, it's people really rely on those smaller shops where they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I can look here and get such and such. Or, you know, where they can at least say, I'm looking for this. Can you get your hands on it for me? Um, that's, that's awesome. And I do. I think that the outdoors, especially the retail world, has really gotten hit pretty hard but i think right. like if if you can get the stuff you there's business to be made i mean there's probably more customers now than there have been in the last handful of years uh and as far as like a big jump i think just because people had the time this spring you oh, know absolutely absolutely unbelievable it, 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 you know we you know like i said we're extremely grateful but at the same time you know we had to sit there and watch you know other businesses struggle yeah um you know the ones at the state you know basically didn't give them the option to open up and they said hey you know you need to shut down and you know a lot of the you know and i'm not going to get into you know the 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 political aspect of it and the yeah. loans and all that stuff but you know a lot of those those loans that were offered went to bigger companies so yeah they did you know these these other mom and pop shops that, you know, aren't in the same industry, they didn't get, they didn't get anything. They got and, nothing. You know, yeah. they, they, they were forced to shut their doors and that was really bittersweet for Meg and I to watch, you yeah. know, we, we're sitting here, we're thriving and, you know, as you know, essentially people are closing their doors for good. That, yeah. that was tough to watch. That was Definitely. really hard to watch. No, absolutely. Like, I mean, my business was a complete standstill. Like I'm starting to put the pieces together now and get things back in order but it was like this whole podcast was just it came out of that like i've got nothing to do i might as well fish and i might as well do something to kind of put it together and i'm thankful it did because where things have right. ended up now i mean amazing like unbelievable you're like a 
You're like a phoenix, man. You came up out of the ashes. Yeah, that's how I like to think of it. A big, fat, bearded phoenix. It's awesome. <laughs> um, let's talk about your fishing preferences. What's your, what's your favorite season to be out there? Oh, man. I, I would have to say springtime is definitely my favorite because there's just so much fishing that can be done. Yep. You know, especially me being, being you know, not only a bass guy, but a trout guy. Mm-hmm. I can get out there. I can go one day. I can go fish, you know, go hit the, the spring bass. You know, the next day I can go be trolling for, you know, uh, big trout, whether they be the stock trout, brown trout, whatever. Yep. And then, you know, a couple of days later, I can throw the boat in the Connecticut River and be striper fishing. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, yeah. and you've got a great boat for that, too. You know, I mean, it's super, your, your boat's real versatile. You can handle big water. Oh, yeah. There's a lot you can do. That is awesome, man. Yeah, yeah my, awesome. my my dad's actually my dad actually took it has taken it onto the ocean a couple of times like deeper ocean. I haven't done that yet. You know, he's 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 been boating a lot longer than than myself. Yep. He's like, do you mind if I you know I take it? I'm like, you know, have at it. Yeah, you know, he he killed it. He killed the stripers on that thing. You know, you know, a few miles out. So it was great. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. What about like weather? Is there like any kind of a specific weather condition where you're just like, I'm not going to deal with that. Oh man, I'll be honest with you. The, the, the heavy down, the heat I could deal with, man, you know, I've been, you know, I, I've, I've spent some time in in the sandbox and Iraq and whatnot. So I I could deal with the heat. I kind of got used to that, Yep. but it's rain, man. I hate the rain. I'll be a hundred percent honest. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things where if I don't have to be soaking wet, I'm not, I'm not going to be. Yeah. No, Um, I hear you. I hear you. Like if it's a, if it's a real downpour. Yeah. Especially. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, if it's you know if it's a light rain, I'll I'll still fish because mm-hmm. you know that that can get the fish moving, especially yep. you know if the pressure if it's a you know low pressure coming in or whatever. I'm I'm not going to waste that, but you know a lot of times with downpours come lightning and come thunder, and I, I'm not I'm not going to be that guy in the newspaper that you know decided to stay out there and fish and yeah. got fried by you know that that rogue uh, bolt of lightning. Oh yeah, absolutely. You, you definitely. I think that's kind of a given. You can't. You can't mess with thunderstorms at all. You've got to. You know. You got to be safe in that sense. But like, you know, that's the thing. Sometimes you get these these torrential downpours, and they're like, you know, it it becomes a problem. Like when you're on a boat, it really does. Yeah. Um. You know, it was in our our last interview that we had with Frank from Slay Nation. He was talking about he was in his his kayak or no in his canoe, and he's just like, yeah, I was just constantly like like trying to dump water out of the kayak. Or out of the canoe while I was out there, and I'm like, I, I could I was out with a kayak recently, and we had it was a nice light rain. It happened two or three times while we were out there, and, and as it got later in the day, those stints seemed to be longer and longer and longer. And all my scupper holes are open. I was just like, this will be a good test. We'll see how it is, and everything just drained right out. It's so nice. Um, oh, perfect. Yeah, I perfect. got. I was like, yeah, well, we got we got to test it all. Like like when I rolled it and uh, took an impromptu swim. You know, you got to test it. That's the way I look at it. Oh, I get it. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny because that that body of water that you fished on with uh, the Lunker lads and the hoodlums. Yep. Uh, I actually live, you know, on the backs, you know, not too far up on the back side of that, maybe a half a mile. Mm-hmm. So I go by there. I go by there every day. And now uh, there's there's been a time. It was actually probably uh, three or four weeks ago. We were kind of having a thunderstorm, some lightning going on. Yep. And there's some kids kind of on that dam in the back by the road where you can go under. And they're still fishing, man. And I could see the lightning and the and, and I didn't. I was like, 
you know, th- these kids are probably nine, 10 years old. I'm yeah. like, Hey man, I, I don't want to be that adult, but I really don't think this is a good idea for you yeah. guys to be out here. You know, I do a lot of fishing and I just want you to take my advice that you should not be thrown. I mean, and they're right under power lines right there too. So I'm oh, like, yeah. it was just like, You're it, it could have been the perfect storm. Yep. A hundred percent. What's your, you know, preferred size of body of water to fish or are you like, more interested in fishing current. I know that there's 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 anglers out there that are like I I that's what I do. I fish rivers. What are you more right. into? You know, uh, medium to large ponds, small lakes, larger lakes, or is it sort of like just a mix of whatever you can get? So, to be honest, I really like larger bodies of water typically, yep. only because if you're on the right body of water, you can get everything you would get from a small pond, a lake, a river in that in that in that one, you know, large body of water, whether there's a, because typically there's going to be an inlet and an outlet from a river. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can, you can fish the mouse. Um, I do fish currents and I do fish the wind a lot. You know, I've done that a lot this year, yep. uh, bass fishing. I've done real well with that kind of following the wind, following where the, you know, the bait fish are probably going and yeah. that's done really well for me this year. But, uh, but when it comes to the lakes, man, I like I like to find those, those, those humps and those ledges to fish. I like, I like, you know, this, you know, if you're on a small pond, there might be one patch of lily pads. Whereas if I go to a larger body of water, it's, uh, there might be 10 or 15 different, you yeah. know, patches of pads to, you do. to you, flip you and a, uh, frog. Yeah. You got a lot more options with a larger body and it, it, it is, it's like, even, even if you, you know, you're, you're a small boat angler or, or a, a bank angler, if you can break down a body of water, a larger lake, though it might be kind of difficult to get around, it's, it's like, right. and you've, you've got more options. I could definitely see that being, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, I'm a, you know, being a boat owner, a lot of people think like, you know, that's, that's the only kind of fishing I do mm. for my boat to, but to be honest with you, it's probably I probably do sixty percent of my fishing from the boat, and yeah. I, I'm and I do forty percent from the bank still because just because I have a boat and I like those larger bodies of the water doesn't yeah. mean I'm, I'm not I'm not trudging through the trails trying to find those honey holes. You know, I, I I still do that quite a bit as well. It's like the way I look at it is like it's a different kind of fun. You know what I mean? Like it, it's one thing. I just recently took uh, I, I I bought this big Plano tackle backpack that holds a bunch of thirty six hundred boxes, and I've got tons of gear in this thing. It'll hold right. a bunch. And I did a couple of like over. I don't know if you're familiar with Redbridge out this way. Um, it's a, I, Yes, and and like you said, like it's a it's a it's a decent sized body of water with that's on a river, so you've got a lot of stuff happening there. And when I take that out there, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of bank that you can access because of the way it's kind of the the bank sort of is set up. But it's it's kind of daunting to lug that around. So what I did was I took my old sling pack, and what this all kind of came from being in the kayak and wanting to carry less. I would I put together just a little day box things that I would organize. I got a, a, a bait binder to organize my soft plastics and stuff that I know I'm going to use, and right. I started putting all that together. And it's 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 funny. It's like well that that spinning combo that I put together with that lose mock too. Um, yes, that's the rod that I carry. And now it's like one rod that bag. I go out and I know I can fish every single lure that's in there on that rod and make it work. And uh, I just have a great time with it. I just feel like, you know, the hike is kind of half the fun. And if I can take, you know, 20 pounds off, awesome. That's great, you know? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. It, you know, it, it's the same way for me. You know, yep. it's uh, on the boat, you know, on the rod lock on the boat, I probably have, you know, 12, 15 rods. Nice. Whereas, you know, if I'm, I'm going into the bank, uh, you know, I'm going to fish in the banks, I try to just get one spinning rod and, you know, w- you know to do my finesse stuff. And, yep. uh 
you know, maybe one or two bait casters, depending yeah. on, you know, if they're, if I feel like there's going to be a top water bite, but, uh, you know, it, it's, I also, I don't know if you have this, but I have a totally different set of gear if I'm bringing the kids. Oh my God. Kids <laughs> like when, when I say that, like I, I generally, what I'll do is there's two modes that I have. And, and like I, when I mentioned the whole Patreon thing, this will get talked about more in depth, but yeah, I definitely have a completely separate batch of gear when I'm going out with the kids. There's only like two rigs that I tie and you know, it's, it's primarily about them. You know, that's, I'll leave it at that, but yeah, it is. It's like, it's totally, uh, what it's, what I'm it, it, it's insane. You know, I have, uh, I have twin six year old boys, yep. and, uh, you know, in, in one of them, you know, one of them really likes fishing. The other one is obsessed with it. You ask him what he wants to be when he grows up, he wants to be a bass fisherman. Yep. And, uh, man, he kills it. You know, I, I'm finally getting him into, you know, the spinning rods and whatnot instead of, you know, the spin cast and, uh, you know, that day I, I, I put a couple entries into uh, the Chronic Trips uh, tournament this past week. And, yep. um, you know, we we're doing real well with the calico and the smallmouth. And, oh, uh, yeah. man, he, he, he was killing it with us. It was, it was, a, it was a blast. Bring the kids awesome. is the best. No, it definitely is. It was, you know, it took for my oldest. She kind of was like never really seemed like she was super into it. This summer, things seemed to change. She's 16. I expect her not to be into this at all. Uh, but she, she came out. And then my youngest, last summer, we went out a couple of times. And, you know, it's funny. She, she'll like, you know, just quite, she'll say like, well, you can fish. I'll just hang out. And, you know, what I've noticed with her is that the second I have a fish on, her attention's there. I mean, she's one of those, I like catching, not fishing. You know what I mean? She likes right. she likes that action when it's happening. It's the journey there that I think she kind of still needs to kind of discover uh, and, and fall in love with a little bit. But, uh, I mean, fishing with kids is definitely a challenge with major rewards. That's usually when people ask me about it. They're like, how do you fish with kids? And I was like, it's, it's not about you. You know, it's about them and you got to figure figure things out but yeah well, that's a whole yeah, topic not yeah man like nine times out of ten when i take them fishing um i don't even take my rods you know i take it yep. you know most of the time I'm, I'm grabbing a bucket a bucket of shyness from the shop and yep with a bobber and just you know and and you know you can hammer them doing that you oh, know definitely. so they have a they have a blast, so yep. it's it's you know it's it's awesome. That's awesome. What what's your top three confidence baits? Like, what are your your three go tos where you're just like, yep, I know I can I can get them with this rig. You've got that level of confidence with. Oh man, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it on the bass fishing. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. We won't go in the world of trout and salmon quite yet, but uh, so jig for sure. I love yep. I love my jigs, man. Um, you know, and then that's actually, that actually just happened this year. Um, oh, really? you know, I met, oh, oh yeah, man. So I, it was, uh, it was kind of one of those things where I try them every once in a while. And I guess maybe I wasn't fishing them right or wasn't fishing them with the right gear or in the right time of year. But, uh, you know, when I, when I hooked up with Jay, Jay Haskins from Bog Hog Bates, man, he gave me, he kind of gave me a crash course. I, you know, he's the jig man. And, uh, yep. Ever since then, you know, this past spring when he when he took me out and really gave me the crash course and how to run them, it's uh oh man, I, I it's, my confidence went you know from zero to a hundred like yeah. immediately, and uh, so I guess that would probably be my another number one, um, my number two, but it, it's it's got it, it's just a, a weightless Sanko. I mean, yeah. it, that's that, that's boat. everyone's. Yep, it's on everyone's list. It, it's just kind of the way it is, and. Uh, 
you know, I love, especially those hook set hoodlums, those wild worms, man. I, I love them. Unbelievable. I love them. That's one of my, I mean, honest to God, that's one of my favorite drop shot baits. Hands oh, down. It, they're crazy. They're, they're absolutely crazy. Way. Yeah. And, it, you know, it, you have the Garys, the, the Yamamoto's out there, the Z-Mans, and, you know, and even even the Guggen's. I love Guggen. I know you like Guggen. Yep. I love Guggen. But they're so soft, man. They're so soft. It, it's, it, oh, and uh, yeah. the wild worms, they just hold up. I mean, the difference is they not only do they catch fish, they hold up. Like the, 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 uh, the Guggen's, you know, the Lunker Logs and the, uh, you know, the Gary's, uh, even the X-Zones, they, yeah. um, they're super, they soft. catch fish, they catch fish, but oh, yeah. you're, you're after each fish, you're, you're changing out the, uh, you're changing out the bait. Yep. Have you, uh, uh have you now I, I was fishing with, uh, Damien McCartney from, uh, stretching lines. You guys are yep. about to start carrying their stuff, right? Yeah. So we've, uh. We've been talking to Damien. Um, it's it's kind of one. Of the, it's it's been one of those things where uh, you know I know he has a full time job. Yep. Um, you know we've been busy. We, we haven't. He's supposed. We're, we're we're still trying to uh, schedule time for him to come out, kind of show us our stuff. We, yep. We've been talking back and forth, but you know how it is, man. With oh, COVID yeah. and everything, it's it's you know it's meeting up. We we actually we actually just started uh, carrying radfish lures as well. Who are yeah. they're from? Yeah. They're out your area. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, that was like a three a three month process, you know, something that we could have gotten done in you know a week. It's it's been taking you know two to three months just because of COVID and yeah. you know everyone being so busy. So we finally got them in. Uh, Ralph's an awesome guy. Oh yeah, Ralph. Uh, he great. really hooked us up. Yeah, yeah, he's he's good. So, uh, but yeah, Damien, we're we're still uh, we're we're still working it with Damien. He's a super nice guy. I can't I oh. can't wait to get him in. You know, I, I love I love getting the uh, the small local stuff in the shop. Man. Definitely, there. Uh, I have been killing them on their stick baits too, on the stretching lines ones. Absolutely, just yeah. Killing them. I haven't had the chance to get my hands on them yet. I'm pumped. You know, I got yep. I, I, I keep telling them like like take the ride out, man. I know I know it's a it's a little haul, but you know it'll be worth it. And and the good thing about us, man, is that we we're not you know we're not a big box store. Whereas uh, you know if I talk to Damon, I'm like okay, well I need you know 200 packs of this and 100 packs of this. Yeah. You know, we we and, and and that's you know talking to you know Andrew and uh, Wild Bill from Hookset. Yep. You know they they're their first, their first batch they gave me was, uh, they gave me 10 packs and they were gone in 24 hours. Oh, that's gone. awesome. Completely. <laughs> yeah. So it was, uh, I was like, so I called them up. I was like, Hey man, I don't want to be that guy, but if you, when you can get more of these, cause they, they're gone and they're like, Holy cow. They're, you know, they're, they're excited. So no, that's they're awesome. in there. Yeah, there's there 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 really are like it's Damien and I were t- we're talking about how when it comes to you know the boutique baits and the more like underground stuff, you know everybody's got their recipe. You know it's like you said, I, even at the the larger level, you look at Yamamoto, you look at Yum, and you look at you know take something as simple as a stick bait. Like the differences that you'll get from one to the other are amazing, and you know there's a time for everything. I think I just saw a video today. Um, are you familiar with Mikey Balls? I am. Yep. So I saw a video today from Mikey Balls, and he was breaking down Ned's, and he t- he specifically talked about the Z-Man ad campaign that uses the Eminem song, The Real Slim Shady, Please Stand Up. Oh, yeah. So yep. they have the different Ned's, and they show that, and he's like, and wow, like that's fantastic. He's like, that's not the only thing you want from a Ned. And he did a test in his pool, and he was showing the differences. So it's like, there's a time and a place for everything. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but you kind of got to buy it all. <laughs> 
you know? Uh, it, 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 it really is, man. It, it yeah. really is like that. And, uh, you know, it, it, a big thing people don't realize is a lot of these molds, like the, the so the Gary Yamamoto Sanko mode, yep. uh, Sa- excuse me, Sanko mold, he, uh, you can buy that mold right on eBay yeah, and Amazon and online. What they don't realize is it's, it, it's, it's just the mixture. It's just the ingredients that's, and the actual recipe. Yeah, it totally is. It's, that's exactly it. That's the word I used for it, too, is a recipe. Because it's like, you know, you have, you have three restaurants on the street. They all have a hamburger, but they're exactly. all going to be different. You know what I'm saying? It's, exactly. Yeah, same, same thing. It's like, and, and that yeah, makes everybody special. You know what I mean? Like, the, what they're putting out there is different and... You know, people have different experiences right. with stuff, you know, and have their preferences, which is great. I'd celebrate that, yeah. you know. Yeah, you can you can go out, like I said, you can go out there and buy that mold. You just you know, they you just can't call it a Sanko. They patent the with the word Sanko, yeah. but you know, their mold's out on the market. You know what's funny though? It's the word Sanko. Even though that they patented it, that is the common everybody refers to everybody that I know. I still do it. Yeah, I absolutely. Still do it, oh yeah, I was throwing a Sanko. Well, it might have been a Guggen, or it might have been a stretching lines, or it might have been a wild worm. To, exactly. to me it's still a Sinko, you know? Oh yeah, unbelievable. It's a, yeah, it, it's 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 kind of one of those things, you know. You go down south or to the Midwest, everything's a Coke, whether it's a Sprite or Pepsi yes. or you know, same same idea. Exactly. Did we get to your third confidence base? We didn't get to my we didn't get to my third. Okay. So, man, I I like Froggin, man. I yeah. like it. I love it. It's uh, it, it's it's something that I've gotten a lot more confident with of yep. you know the last couple of years. Um. I kind of learned, you know, it, one thing people don't realize and, you know, and, and I, I, everyone who buys a frog in my store, I kind of give them a rundown on how to use it, yep. you know, cause it, it's certain companies, you know, you need, I mean, you know, you need to bend out the hook sometimes you yep. need to, you need to shorten those legs to, you know, to, uh, to prevent short strikes. You need, you know, the, it's, it's. Once I started to learn that and really get into trying out those things, it really became it really became fruitful for me. And uh, you know, and I try other things. There's there's uh, you know there's trailer hooks to put on the actual hooks that you know to get you know better strikes. There's, oh yeah. Uh, oh man, I'm drawing a blank right now of a new company we're actually carrying. I can't think of the name of it, but um, oh shoot, I'm gonna have to text it to you after. But, Go for uh, it. They actually have a Velcro pad on the top of the frog because we all know that bass mouths are very similar to Velcro. Oh, so, yeah. So they so actually grabs. have a, Exactly. Oh, that's genius. Get, it's, a, it's, it's an absolute game changer. That's – oh, man, that is interesting, it's, man. I'll, I'll, I have to, I'll have to hook you up with one next time you come in, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's – uh, I was just like, it, it's funny because Megan and I at first were like, what the hell? When they we first got them in, we're like, uh, what the hell is this for? Yeah. You know, I, I didn't know. Nobody who sees it knows. And I think and the unfortunate thing is, is, uh, you know, our Booyah frogs obviously are still the number one in our oh, Googans. Yeah. Our Googan frogs, we cannot keep those things on the shelf. They are they are literally gone within day, a, a couple days. Crazy but, uh, popular frogs. I, I think in their great frogs. They're yep. great frogs. Um but I think people see that Velcro pad on there, and they assume it's uh, they they assume it's a assume it's a gimmicky touch because you see that a lot in the bait world. You know, the, a lot of a lot of the gimmicky uh, gimmicky things, and uh, I kind I kind of think that's uh, what a lot of people see. But then you know, if if they actually uh, 
Ah, Stanford Bates. Stanford Bates. Stanford Bates is that's that's the frog. Yep, Meg just came over with it on like a cue card to remind me. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, so um, it's 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 their boom frog, and I'll uh, like I said, I'll show it to you, man. It's uh, I've been using it. It's it's awesome. It's and I'll be a hundred percent honest. I'm kind of one of those people that, and I always have been, who I don't really get into what I feel is gimmicky. Yep. But being in this, being in this business now, you realize that a lot of this shit has a purpose, man. Oh yeah. And you just got to, I think, I think, you know, Stanford Bates should, uh, they should be marketing it a little better because there's nothing on the box or anything stating what that Velcro pad does. That's crazy Um, to me because I, you would, you would think that people come into it and they're like, Oh, well there must be some kind of a storage box or something to like stick the frogs. They're not bouncing around or something, but like, yeah, yeah, you're. I, I, that surprises me that they wouldn't put that on. But who knows? It, it, yeah, we 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 honestly we had to Google it. We Googled it to figure it out. We're like, what the hell is this? Thing? No you know? And it's like, yeah. And then we're you know after we saw it, we we're like, this is absolutely genius. I so this next question, it's uh, it's ironic that you mentioned how in the tackle industry things are so gimmicky because this next question plays right into that, and I'm really interested on your take because you've you've fished for so much of your life, but also being in the tackle industry so directly where you're seeing things and researching different trends. Uh, I'm interested to see where you come in with this. So you're you must be familiar with the saying that fishing tackle catches more fishermen than fish, right? Right. In your entire life, what do you think is that most gimmicky, most ridiculous tackle trend and uh, that's been out there, in your opinion, and have you used it? And if, if you have more than one, I'll take a short list of a top three or a top five, too. All right. So I'll give you a couple here. Okay. I, uh, so I'll give you more of a... Uh, you know, a, uh, a group of them. The, uh, I, I really think, and I know you've talked about it on the show before. And, uh, I think these baits that keep winning, eye cast yep. the duck baits and, and the, even the, uh, the lunker hunt spider, man, we have, we carry them. They fly off the shelves. People love I it. think that's one. I think that's one of the most gimmicky baits. You know, I think that's kind of one of those things where it absolutely, you know, catches more fishermen than fish. And, yep. uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure that thing catches a lot of fish for somebody out there. And uh, but it's just kind of and I'll be 100 percent honest with you. And this might catch you off, you, you know, by surprise. Yep. I thought this about the Whopper Plopper at first. Uh, you know what? I've I've heard that before. I've You're not the it, first person to say that. <laughs> and, and you know what? That's one of my favorite baits to throw now still. Yep. You know, I, I love that. thing. Yeah. And uh, that's a good example, though, the Whopper Plopper, because. It's now you see a lot of other tackle companies emulating that action and that that shape. Like I just received in a mystery tackle box a Savage Gear topwater that was pretty much the same idea. The rotating tail, it it runs yeah. a little odd. It seems to run on its side, but that might be me, <laughs> you know. And yeah. but if I, I mean second cast out, I had a, I had a pretty decent strike on it. I was pretty impressed. But yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things where it's like. You know, it was weird in the beginning, and it seemed like almost like a lazy buzz bait in a way. You know, exactly. And uh, you know what? And uh, I don't know if you've seen the Berkeley Chapo. That's what everybody's talking with. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's 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 very. I mean, it's almost a, a, an exact replica of a Whopper Whopper. Yeah. Um, and it's I, I don't think I don't think that motion is quite as well. I don't think it's quite as loud. Um, yep. But it's right there, man. It's half the price. <laughs> Is it half the price? Because that's what it, initially, 
Initially, somebody had yeah. told me, they're like, oh, it's much cheaper than the Whopper Plopper. And I looked it up, and I mean, maybe I checked it on, uh, on Amazon and, and Shop Carl's or something, or Tackle Warehouse. It's kind of A-B it back and forth. And I was like, it's within a dollar. I'm like, it doesn't seem like it's that much, but maybe, oh, yeah. maybe no, now I mean, that it's I out. Say, I want to say they're like, I mean, for us at our shop, I want to say the, you know, well, you know, the Whopper Ploppers are anywhere from eleven ninety nine to thirteen ninety nine, and oh, those yeah. Choppos are running like six ninety nine to eight ninety nine, depending no on the size. No shit, that's crazy. Good, yeah. good to know. That good to know. <clears throat> yeah, and, it, and, and you know, it's and again because you know, not everyone wants to spend fourteen dollars on a bait, but yep. you know, if you want that action. You know that's a that's a great option for you, and I've thrown the Chapo. I, I I like it. I don't like it as much as the Whopper Plopper, but mm-hmm. it's still it's still a great bait. I always but, try uh, to tell people if you're going to spend money on a bait, and you're going to drop something to try it. Make it a top water. <laughs> Just make oh, it a top water. The absolutely. odds that you're going to get that thing back are so much higher. You know, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you know, you know those gimmicky baits, man. The, you know, the you know the the BBC Rat Man was in that yeah. category. That thing is insane. It's that my, thing catches so many fish. It's my go-to top water now. Before I, it, yeah, like I will throw that before I throw even even a frog unless I have to throw a frog. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's it, I can't believe it. It's caught me more big fish this year than anything else, more than a jig, and that I feel like that says something. Sure, and it's a you know right. I go. Ryan uh, from Lunker Lads, he's my co-angler in tournaments. Yep. I started tournaments this year, and mm-hmm. uh, man, he, I've, I've seen him. I, I don't throw the rat very often because, especially when I'm fishing with him, I want I want there to be something different. If he's throwing the rat, I'm not gonna I'm gonna throw something else. Yep, because you want to kind of give him a different look. But man, I've seen him catch some 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 pigs off that thing. It's just just sitting there. I mean, just watching the. Sometimes you're like mesmerized by the motion that thing makes. It's unbelievable. <laughs> It's 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 crazy and uh, but but yeah, we could talk about this all day. But oh, definitely. It's, uh, that I, I guess the big one for me right now is that that spider and in the in the, the ducklings, the the topwater ducks. Um, but one of the wildest baits I ever saw, man. And this is when I lived in Florida, and mm-hmm. I, I I must have been eight or nine years old, maybe ten years old at the time. Um, there was a huge flea market near where I lived. That it was it was kind of like a family trip twice a month or so we would go there nice and uh i remember there was this guy he he sold uh it was basically a top water it was kind of like the rat but it was a uh it was a baby alligator no kidding well in florida you yeah that yeah means, exactly yeah and i i just remember trying to get my dad to buy that thing for me and i, I don't remember how much it was at that time yep. or whatever i don't know if it was you know wood bait i don't know if it was a plastic bait but man I would go buy that guy's. I remember it was an older man. I, I would I would assume he made them, handmade them, or whatnot. But yep. every time I went by there, I, I want I wanted that thing. I I probably wasn't even gonna fish it, man. I was probably gonna like play with it with it like a kid, you know. Yep. But that thing, but it it was uh, the, you know it was hand painted. It was it was phenomenal, and and you know that uh, that canal that I lived on, there was uh, the, it had a big alligator population. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Oh, I could go on all day with stories from from the alligators in that place. But uh, yeah, so I guess it, it, and you know, as a kid, we all sat there and watched the banjo minnow infomercial. Oh, the, of course. Uh, <laughs> I, I used it. I will say, I, my dad, my dad bought it. I remember my dad buying it. It, it came in. 
it came in the a, a, kind of like a 3600 box, you know, because he bought like the whole kit. Oh, yeah. Know? And uh, it came almost, it, it was just, you know, a different sizes, weights, hooks, setups, weedless, not weedless. And uh, I remember using it, but I don't remember catching any fish on it. Oh yeah, there was uh, one of my, one of my previous guests had had asked me about the banjo minnow, or or no, he that was the one he actually when I asked him this question, that's what he said. It was the banjo minnow. First time it had been brought up on the show, and when we talked about it, he said he was he only discovered it like way after the fact, and he was fishing on the bank of some river, and there was a guy a little ways down who was just like pulling out smallie after smallie after smallie, and he's like what the hell is this guy doing? And he asks him directly. He was just like, I, you know, he's like, if you don't want to tell me, that's fine. But what are you throwing that is just cleaning house like this? And he was like, oh, it's the banjo minnow. So he goes home and Googles it. And he's like, cool, I'll order one of these. And he ordered it. And he's like, yeah, I've never, ever caught anything on it. As a matter of fact, another one of my guests just gave me a whole bag, like a freezer bag full of banjo minnows. He's like, yeah, no shit. cleaning out my attic, and I. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm I'm going to uh, get a, a a Christmas tree for when the holidays come around, uh, Jigs yeah. and Jigs Christmas tree, and the banjo minnows are going to be the ornaments on the tree. That might be the plan. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, another bait I kind of I kind of started seeing. I can't remember the name of it, but one of your guests uh, spoke about it. It was like that zombie fish lure. Yeah. I now there's I, there's been a couple because I, I think I think it was the Lunker lads had mentioned something that you put into like a dead minnow and it like gives it action and I was I think I referred to it as the zombie minnow butt plug or something like that yeah 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 but yeah. somebody else had 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 mentioned too uh, an an electric uh, you know battery operated lure that yes, was yes. like a, a robot you know. It, 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 it literally, that's, that's what it looks like. And, and the only reason I've, you know, I, I see all kinds of different tackle, you yeah. know, tackle companies and baits and distributors and companies come through, come through me. And, uh, I have yet to see this one, but I was scrolling on Facebook, man. And there it was one day no kidding. and I was like, no shit. And it just showed, uh, I, it was, I, I believe it was either a pike or a muskie coming in after the thing. That was the, you know, their ad that they had, but it was, uh, it's crazy. It literally looks like a giant dead shiner that you, you, you like throw some kind of motorized thing into it and it, you know, makes it kind of move. I, I don't know life. why. You, That's so crazy. You could, just, you could just bring a live shiner. I mean, I feel like it would do the same thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. It's like for those that are like, no, 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 I don't use live bait, but I want to use live. Bait. Oh, yeah. yeah but but thing, I'm going to kill, kill this shiner and stick this up. Yeah. The gut. <laughs> <laughs> nice oh well hey i guess whatever you're into it's fine whatever it's 2020 the lines are blurred um yeah i get it let's talk uh fishing and goals like where do you see yourself not just fishing well actually give me give me two like where do you want to see yourself as an angler in the next like five to ten years like what's the goal but then also as far as in in the industry where do you want to see old glory go to like where what what's sort of the the vision yeah so my my personal goals in the fishing industry basically as uh you know this was my first year doing bass tournaments man and i absolutely loved it yep love it love it so i really I really want to get into that a little bit more. Um, I would love to do, you know, a series where I, I try, I, you know, I'm, I'm 36 years old. I know I, it's a little late to become a professional bass fisherman. That'd be a little tough running a business, but, uh, you know, it's, 
man, it's fun, man. It's, yep. it's, it's really fun. It, you meet a lot of great people yeah. and, uh, you know, and you get the opportunity to hit lakes you've never hit before, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always guilty of that. It's like, yeah, I, I want to try out this new lake, but you know, Lake Lashaway right down the street is super convenient. So I'm just going to go there. You definitely. Know? Definitely. It, it, and, uh, it, I know I'll catch fish there, but it, it, it forces me to learn and, uh, it, it forces me to learn new, new bodies of water. And you know, it's, um, it's funny because like, you know, I, I, I say the same thing. I mean, I've got a, quite a few years on you, but, uh, you know, even like, even, even at, at, at my age, like, you know, when you're when you're sort of a, a part of this industry, kind of the way that we are, uh, you sort of you're in the right place if you want to turn in. There's no saying that you can't enjoy tournament fishing, you know, at anything below the elite series. You know what I mean? It's like you can definitely make the most of it. And like it, it, it would definitely be a, a good thing for the shop, you know? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and that's kind of, you know, that's kind of what I did this year. Yep. Um, you know, it, it's. I'm kind of, you know, Meg, Meg gives me crap all the time. She's like, she's like, you know, when you're at these events, you know, you know, hand out your cards and, you know, you get to meet these people. And, uh, I'm, I'm tough with that. I, I don't, I don't want to feel like I'm forcing things on people. Yep. And, uh, I, I guess I'm, I'm kind of humble in that aspect, but, uh, yeah, it's just, man, it, it's a great, it's a great way to just meet people. You know, you know, it, it's, it's awesome. And uh, I, I really like the tournament, the tournament environment. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been really awesome. I, and, and even you, if you decide to get into you know the kayak tournaments next year, man, it's, oh yeah, it's, it, it'll be awesome. I, I, my the, this being my first year doing them, um, and again, you know, I'm really getting heavy into bass fishing more so than I ever have been. And uh, it's just a blast. It's just it's just it, it's it's weird because it's stressful, but it, it but it's relaxing at the same time it's really hard to explain definitely uh, definitely so i guess yeah i guess that'd be my big goal just get just getting out into more tournaments kind of traveling a little bit with it and uh but uh when it comes to old glory man it's i it's come such a long way in such a short time yep and like i said i'm i'm so grateful for that i mean we we absolutely have been killing it with both online sales and in store and uh, I mean, we have, you know, you've seen, we have pro staff all over the country. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it, which is, which has just been it, it, awesome for us. It's just, it's really opened up so many doors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I just want the business to grow, man. You yeah. know, we actually, we're, we're going to be getting into uh, marine electronics soon. Uh, so we're going to be carrying the Lawrence's Hummingbird, Garmin. Very nice. Um, that actually, that actually just happened today. Um and just, you know, I, I'd like to, you know, get into, to be honest, I mean, you've been in the shop, you know, it's not the biggest shop oh, in yeah. the world, but we do, we're, we're already outgrowing it so fast. Oh yeah. It's <laughs> so it's, fast. I mean, your, your live bait just expanded significantly. Um, right. You know, I mean, there's, yeah, there's a lot going on over there. Yeah. And, and you know, and I, I know this is, you know, obviously this is a fishing podcast. So a lot of people who listen to this podcast may not know that we, we don't just do fishing. We do hunting as well. Yeah. So it's like, so that fall season, you know, we're scrambling to be like, okay, we need to set up these hunting displays, but we still got a lot of people out there bass fishing. Oh, and they just stocked in trout. So the trout fishermen are coming in too. That's true. So it's a, the fall is going to be absolutely insane for us. It, it's, a, you know, it's, it's going to be kind of like Tetris in there. Oh no, absolutely, man. 
Yeah, you know, you, you never know. The uh, the the renovations or the 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 additions may 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 be sooner than you realize. You know, if 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 there's a demand for it, that's that's huge. That's that's really yeah. huge. Yeah, we've already, you know, and, and again, you know, we got, you know, we're getting into the kayak business. We've talked about it, and what happened was we had our, uh, <laughs> what happened with the kayaks is we, we had our representative, and he's like, yeah, let me get some kayaks in there, and he calls us a couple of days later. He's like, there's no kayaks in the country right now that yeah. I can get in there. Is and, there, uh, so that is there anything that we can look forward to for kayaks? Like, you want to mention who you've been oh, working with? Yeah, so I. <sighs> So we we kind of have a few. I, I don't I don't want to give I don't want to give exact companies right now just because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we have we have a few that we're working with. Cool. And my goal is to get them all, but you know it's it, that I maybe that'll happen, maybe it won't. So I just I don't want to I don't want to uh, spoil it yet. Yeah, but yeah. um, but it, it's been to the point where I mean, you, like I said, you've been to our building, and there, there's a whole another side of that building that. Uh, is, is uh, vacant right now. And we've kind of been the talks like, Hey, maybe we should take over that other side of the building and expand that way. Mm-hmm. Um, that way maybe make a little, uh, a kayak showroom. And, um, we've actually been dabbling in the ideas of if we're going to be getting into Marine electronics, you know, maybe we should, you know, install them, you know, uh, seasonally and, you know, things of that nature. So that's, it's just, it, too. We're growing like a weed, man. It, yeah. It's it's going quick. It's 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 amazing. I, I I couldn't I you know I couldn't ask for a better outcome to, you know, because you know, man, starting a business is absolutely terrifying. It yeah. is one of the scariest things ever. Oh, and, uh, absolutely, it is. And you know, we just we we got lucky. You know, we, we like I said, we're we're extremely motivated people, and we just don't accept failure, and uh, we're never going to. And uh, it's OGO will continue to grow. I, pro- I promise that. Definitely, man. That's awesome. So our for our last question is a two parter, and it's uh, it's pro. I, I think honestly, it's it's sort of the question that is the cornerstone of the show. Is I need you to share with me two specific stories. One of them being the uh, like the moment you're most proud of fishing. It, it may be a PB. It may not be, it may be something crazy that happened on the water, anything like that. But whatever is that moment where, if, you know, like, you know, where that you're, you were most proud of, uh, uh, while you were out fishing. And then the other one, share with me your biggest epic fail. All right. So, <laughs> you know, obviously I listen to every episode, so yep. I, I've been ready for this one. Uh, so, my proudest moment, I would have to say, I was actually up uh, on the Salmon River up in New York. Um, we were in uh, drift boats. I don't know if you're familiar with drift boats. No. Um, oh man, you gotta Google them. Google them when you get it. When you get a second, okay. just drift boats. Uh, they so you, you go down the Salmon River in these things, and you basically stop in uh, in these holes for the steelhead. And um, you know, shout out to Eric Geary of SWAT Fishing up in New York. That's my guide. He's become a great friend. He's uh, he's awesome. So if you guys ever go up there, SWAT Fishing. But uh, so we were down in the we were going down the drift boats, man, for steelhead. This was in November, beginning of November. So it's cold. It, it was real cold up there, and uh, we we stopped in a spot, and you know we're we're. Uh, you know, we're fishing, trying to hit those steelhead. And I, I hooked on to one, a nice one. It wasn't a monster, but it was a good one. Probably good, you know, 28 inches maybe. And, yep. uh, 
And this thing, I mean, this thing was jumping out. The thing about steelhead, man, is they jump so far out of the water that your line is like above your head. You know, it, it's insane. No kidding. And uh, so this thing was jumping like a maniac and he kept trying, he kept trying to go to shore. That was the big thing he kept trying to do is go to shore, which is very uncommon with steelhead. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I'm running, so I'm, you know, I'm in waders, uh, you know, it's, it's already cold as hell out. And, uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of sidestepping down the shore because this thing's starting to go towards you know bushes and down trees, so I had to I had to climb over a couple of down trees to to kind of get to this thing. And yep. uh, first down tree I climb over, my uh, my my foot doesn't go all the way over, and next thing you know I'm I'm in the drink, man. Um, oh God! Still rod still rod in hand, still yep. had it. I get up, I kind of, you know, obviously it was this just like complete shock at first because that water was so cold. I stand up, man. I look that, that, that fish is still on. I couldn't, I mean, I'm soaking wet. My, my waders have water in them. Uh, and, uh, you know, long story short, I, I still ended up landing that thing. And, uh, you know, I was cold as hell the rest of the day because I, I, I didn't want to give up on the day. No. But, uh, yeah, that was that was probably my my craziest catch because I, th- I thought I lost the thing like three or four times, man. Like like I said, it wasn't it wasn't a monster, it wasn't my biggest steelhead I caught, yep. you know. But it was just the fight it, that thing just fought like no other steelhead I, I I've ever I've ever caught before. Just the way it was jumping, and then it just uh it just want the way it wanted to go to shore and try to hit those down branches. It, yep. it was just uh it was insane. It was it was an epic fight for sure. Definitely, you absolutely worked for that catch, and you know that I totally see why that would be like the most memorable like the most like pinnacle moment like that's that's huge man nice that's very so nice. the be- the best the best part about that story yep. is there is vi- there there's video out there of it happening no kidding. Uh, my dad my dad had a gopro at the time and he has since he has since uh you know misplaced the card from that actual trip so we he, he's like i'm gonna find it one of these days i'm gonna want find it so if we find it i will show it i will show it to you it is it is pretty funny man that is awesome that is crazy i <laughs> that's the thing with gopros they can capture a lot <laughs> i don't know if you, oh yeah for did sure you, did you see that recent so, video the how to measure a fish and then immediately following it how oh, not to measure a man, fish and i was dying i was dying <laughs> that was oh, a good one i was gonna and, and, add, and, yeah I, I I uh, I was talking to uh, the Andrew and Billy from Hookset man. They're 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 uh, their recent YouTube videos of uh, you know when when Bill's poles going into the water, oh, yeah. uh, that was hooking amazing. on that catchfish. Yeah, yeah. I texted him. I was like, "Hey man, I was like, I got rod holders in the shop. Yeah. Like you don't you don't need to be <laughs> you don't need to be uh, having your rod you know going to the water." And and I didn't give him crap that the you know the first thing he's showing is uh, the no fishing stenciled on the dock, and he's oh catching all his fish there. I saw that. I was like, <laughs> "Oh, dude." <laughs> Wait, we'll save we'll save that crap for another day. We'll, oh, we'll definitely. give him crap about that on another day. But uh. So my, my most epic fail, man, I, it, I guess this is kind of a fail. It, it's, or I don't know if it's a fail or crazy. I, I, I'll give you two quick ones. So okay. epic fail was uh, the first one. I'm up in New York uh, again, obviously. And uh, we're in my dad's boat at the time. And I, I had recently had, sur- I, I, I had an injury that I had. I recently had surgery on my leg. So I had like 30 staples in my leg at the time. And, you know, but I, I still hobbled my ass into the boat to, yep. you know, try to catch some kings. And uh, I hook on to a nice one, uh, you know, it, nothing crazy, probably a 20-pounder. And uh, 
you know, it, and my dad's going in at this thing and it was, co- it was kind of another one of those cold days. It was dark. And, uh, I had put my phone into my coat pocket and the way this fish was going, he kept trying to go under the boat. Yep. So I, you know, again, I'm hobbling around. I'm basically trying to do this on one leg and it's dark out. I got a headlamp on. So I tried to lean out to get this thing out of the boat and it was like slow motion. My, 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 uh, my screen was on so I could see the light on my phone and it just goes in there, man. It just slowly goes down down. to the bottom of the lake. (laughs) And it was like, it was like the first day there. So I said I had like a full week there with no phone and you know, in our generation, it's tough to not have your phone. Oh, definitely. uh, and uh, so it, I was like, I was to the point where I was like, I was taking my jacket off. And get, I was going to jump in for the thing. And my dad's like, man, was like, you got you got staples in your leg. You can't you, that'll get so infected if yeah. you jump in there right now. Oh, for sure. Um, it, it, and my other quick one is uh, I was actually down in Key West. I was uh, Key West. I was down there on a military trip, and uh, we were walking down the. You know, me and a few buddies walking down the docks one night, and uh, the docks are kind of like. I don't know if you've ever been down there or anywhere like that, but these charters have slips. It, it's all these captains, all these uh, charter boats just kind of back. Uh, is, is, and they almost like try to solicit you to go fishing with them. Yep. Um, there's probably like 10 or 12 of them. And uh, we picked one. We ended up meeting him the next morning. We wanted to do some shark fishing. Yep. And uh, so we go out there, obviously super hungover. Yep. Um, so that was, you know, so that was, a, that was it, the start of the trip. But, it's uh, Key West. You know, it, it, Long story. Yeah, exactly. Duval Street, man. It gets to you every time. So we, uh, you know, we're having a good time, you know, having a couple more, you know, adult beverages. And uh, we caught a couple sharks, a couple uh, king mackerels. And uh, the first mate's chumming. And we're sit- I'm sitting on the side of the boat. It was literally seen out of Jaws. And as he's chumming, I look down and uh, there's a, you know, it had to have been 10, 12 foot hammerhead. Right up oh, to the chum, man. man. It, it was, it was, it, no one believed, the only people that ever believe me when I tell this story, the people that, that were there with me. And, uh, it literally was like the scene of Jaws where he comes up after the chum. And, uh, you know, he was very slow, very nonchalant. He didn't come out of the water or anything, but oh, the yeah. first mate saw it. And, you know, he's throwing in every bait he can and that he would not touch the baits. He just wanted that chum, man. He no hung kidding. out there for probably five minutes and, uh, and then he just went back into the deep, but it was just, you know, it, I would have killed the hook onto that thing, but uh, it was just—it was an extraordinary thing to watch. It, I, I'd never seen anything that big in the wild like that. Yeah. Oh no, 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 absolutely. Like I've seen hammerheads at a, you know, at uh, at an aquarium. You know, sure. Um, and that's that's one thing, but that is hands down that is probably I think the coolest ever saltwater species fish probably the coolest fish ever is the hammerhead oh, I it's know. just so i know it's looking. they're cool man i but but you gotta get down there and catch yourself a tarpon those things are insane to catch I've, everybody tells me about that as a matter of fact <laughs> i it, so i have i've had a guest on before and i've fished with them before and when he goes to florida i don't know if it's his brother-in-law it might be but he's a guide for tarpon oh man yeah so I'm I'm trying to you know eventually we'll connect the dots and things are going to happen you know but it's, I've heard it, nothing but amazing things. It's 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 insane. It's it's a whole do- another world down there, man. The, yep. You know those those V finned fish. You know the it's it's crazy. It's 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 a whole different world. Like it, it's tough. You you come up here, you bass fish. You hook up on a nice bash, but once you get down there, start hitting the snooks and the reds and, and you know the tarpons. You're just 
you just want to stay there. And that's all you want to do after yep. it's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. That's, that's bananas, man. Absolutely. Bananas. Damn. That is a crazy, that's a couple of amazing stories though. I mean, everything from the, from, from, I mean, just the phone, the phone drop. I mean, come on, let's face it. When I took my impromptu swim, I went with my phone. How do you think uh. I, 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 I <laughs> discovered that the iPhone seven is waterproof, uh, for, or water resistant for as long as it is. I was, amazed that I don't have a new phone right now. Um, right. So, like, I mean, you don't get that kind of moment in the wild, like you said, where you get to see something as spectacular as a hammerhead just kind of, like, doing its thing, chasing after the chum. That's crazy, man. And like, Yeah, it was, it was insane. Uh, unbelievable. That is freaking awesome. Joe, thank you so much for doing this. Um, do everybody a favor. Let everybody know where they can uh, find out more about Old Glory Outdoors, more about yourself if you're you know, sharing some photos or anything like that uh, regarding fishing, uh, tournament fishing, anything like that. This is your moment. Go ahead and promote yourself. Yeah, so you, know, you can look us up online. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram. So Facebook, it's Old Glory Outdoors. Uh, Instagram, it's Old Glory Outdoors USA. Um, check us out there. We do a lot of, you know, we don't do it. We, we do, don't do a ton of product promotion. We just kind of, we, we just like to sh- uh, show people our environment kind of, yeah. you know, we're, we're super easy going. We're not trying to like punch, you know, products into your face. We just, we just like to have fun. And, uh, you know, that's a big thing. And, uh, like, you know, we're big into veteran organizations. We're always trying to, you know, we're actually, I'm sending about 40 pounds of uh, ground coffee over to Kuwait in the next couple of days. Uh, awesome. I just finally packed it all up. Uh, so we're doing that. We do we do a lot of stuff with veterans and, you know, active military. And, uh, and our big thing is also kids. We, uh, we're actually, I don't know if you've seen it, but we're, we're in the works of uh, get all of our, all of our people who have boats and, uh, you know, whether it's bass boats, fishing boats, yep. um, you know, there's a lot of kids out there that their parents might not fish or they don't have boats. And, uh, we're, we're, we want to get those kids out on those boats so that, so they can have that experience. So we're in the works with that. Yeah. We're, so that's in the works We're we're getting ready to pick a date. It's kind of, you gotta work around the whole COVID thing. And, uh, you know, so we, we got to kind of do it tactfully, but, uh, yeah, check us out. www.oldgloryoutdoors.com, Instagram, uh, at old glory outdoors, USA and Facebook, old glory outdoors. One thing I want to add to that is that, and I can give it just as like my own personal testimony. If there is something that you're looking for that, you know, you're looking to add either, whether it be a rod and reel, uh, you know, that you want to add to to an arsenal, you're looking for a different kind of a bait presentation, something like that, listen to Joe. Give him a call at the shop, reach out, contact him via email. He has great advice, and he's he's yet to steer me wrong in any kind of a direction. So listen to this guy. He uh, he, he knows his stuff, and, and he applies it uh, and, and is glad to share, absolutely. And he's also a contributor for the West mass uh weekly fishing report that's been going on as well so i mean you know this it's it's all around it's every old glory outdoors is pretty much everything that you need so get on that go ahead and use the uh, jigs and bigs promo code save a little bit of cash and support the show at the same time so that's awesome joe thanks so much for doing this man this is really good long 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 overdue i'm glad we were able to make it happen you got some awesome stories <laughs> for sure I appreciate it, man. Yeah, this is really good. I think I think the listeners are going to enjoy this, and uh, yeah, we'll talk more about doing some stuff on the uh, on the Jigs and Bigs Patreon as that sort of starts to develop a bit more. And uh, you have a good one, dude. You too, man. Thanks, Bobby, and uh, I hope everyone has a great week and weekend. Yeah, absolutely, man. Take care. Tight lines, buddy. 
See, guys, I knew we had a great episode. Joe was an amazing interview. Fantastic stuff. Great to hear the story about how Old Glory came to be. And, you know, I mean, I don't know if it really came across in the interview, but I was floored at how fast the whole process was from Old Glory, you know, starting up to, to getting to where they are now. They're definitely a major player. I, I got to tell you, I feel lucky, and I know Sean does as well, uh, that we have the opportunity to work with such a great group of folks as everybody over at Old Glory, the entire pro staff, everybody. Uh, you know, I wish nothing but the best for those guys. As another reminder, I know you hear it early on in the show, but if you go to oldgloryoutdoors.com and you use the, the promo code Jigs and Bigs at checkout, you're going to save yourself some cash. And by going and in, 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 in gearing up there and saving yourself a little bit of money, you're actually also directly supporting the show. And uh, I love every month when uh, Joe sends me the text with the, you know, how, how he's done for sales for what's come through with the promo code and it blows my mind because initially when we started this program of working together I I had no idea that you guys were actually going to be using this promo code and making it work and and I got to tell you thank you very very much because it, it means a lot it lets me know that what's what's happening here behind the mic and on all of your your phones and devices to listen to this is actually working so I mean awesome awesome job to you guys thank you very much but uh, great opportunity for you to go ahead and gear up with some new stuff, save a little bit of cash, and support the show at the same time. You cannot go wrong. Uh, like I said, we've got some really, really great stuff coming up. I've got, I'm not going to get through the, the specifics, but I have some tentative interviews for guests to be in the beef seat. I think I'm going to utilize that term more often for the for our interview guests, the beef seat. We've got uh, I mean people from the tackle industry, we've got Instagram anglers, we've got other YouTubers, we've got we've got all kinds of guests showing up and really at the end of the day this show is just about talking about passions which are for us is fishing and we basically just want to share stories, get to know some people that are out there doing some great stuff and if if you'd like to be a guest on the show, as always, all you got to do best way way to do it is just go ahead and uh, go over to jigsandbigs.com and over at the contact page, fill out the contact form. It's the easiest, easiest way to do it. You can email us directly, jigsandbigs413 at gmail.com, or just slide into the DMs at, at on Instagram at uh, jigsandbigs. If you don't follow us already, go ahead and make sure you follow us. Remember that right now... Right now, we have uh, we're, we have a giveaway happening, a great giveaway. We're giving away a, uh, a Shimano Aldebaran MGL50. You guys can go ahead and get this reel. It's valued at over four hundred bucks. Uh, and you know, good luck to you guys. I, I, I hope I hope one of our listeners is uh, is one of the big big winners because this will this will make somebody's fishing career. That is fantastic. Hey, also want to give a big shout out to uh, Todd Grubb. Man, congratulations! He uh, just took a new job as. Uh, uh, well, he's a first mate on a fishing boat. He is uh, He's out there, and he's basically teaching people how to fish, which is fantastic. I know that it's something he's always wanted to do, and I'm glad that uh, he's in that spot where he's able to do it. So, uh, you know, it's possible. Maybe we can organize a, a trip for some uh, some Jigs and Bigs listeners. We'll go out on uh, on his boat there and and uh, and check it out, hit some salt water. Uh, that sounds like a really good idea. That's See, sometimes it pays to brainstorm while the microphone is on and we're recording. Got some great stuff lined up, guys, for this fall. Uh, you're not going to want to miss it. Remember, go over to Patreon and check out our profile. If you're not sure what the hell Patreon is, you're like, Bobby, what are you even talking about? Just go to jigsandbigs.com. There's right in the menu at the top of the screen, there's uh, visit our Patreon page. You can click that, go there and sign up. There's also a button uh, right underneath our logo if you want to become a Patreon. It's really easy. And we've got, what, nine? 
90-some spots left for our uh, $5 a month subscription early adopter program giveaway. You get locked into that for life. Like, that price isn't ever going to go up. But if you're the 101st person, that price is going to go up to get all of that extra content. We got some great stuff coming, uh, some names that you have heard before uh, from all over the place that will be making appearances there. Thank you so much, everybody. Have yourself a great week. We will see you in seven days. Tight line. Shh.